Greetings, traveler. I know it may be tempting not to heed warnings telling you to turn back now, but this one you might want to pay attention to if you're sensitive towards sexual content or foul language in a podcast. We will be swearing during this episode, and we will be talking about some not-so-PG-13 things. So this is your one and only chance to turn back now. Please enjoy the show. I did not progress. I didn't reorder my list yet because I was worried about the schedule. Oh, Jordan. I'm just going to wing it. I'm going to wing it. It's fine. You're going to make me so mad. (laughs) Perish. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Nat One Podcast, a.k.a. Nope, because nope, you're not going to want to hear what we're about to have to say. I'm producing. I'm Levi. And I'm Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. I loved that. <laughs> she said she did the recording started thing where I was like, okay, cold open. We're going to for cold open. And then I had the opportunity right in front of me. So I just went. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> Don't ever ask me to go that high again. That hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so. We're if back. That, if that's our cold open, yeah. <laughs> we're back. Hey, nope, gang. <laughs> So now we're here to talk about classes ranked by aesthetics. Yeah, we had an y'all episode. aren't tired of hearing us talk about this yet. <laughs> yeah. We had an episode where we talked about them mechanically, and then we were like, wow, this is really long. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have to separate this into two episodes. I think Whoopsie. it might be the first hour and a half long episode of Nat One. Yeah. Hopefully editing Jordan can shave it down. I'm going to tear my hair out, but we're, yeah. we're good. <laughs> But we're back with our lists. Yeah. Got it right here. So we went in uh, anti-alphabet order for mechanics. So why don't we go in alphabet order Mm -hmm. for aesthetics? And let's see. Levi, you opened us up for Wizard, didn't you? Yes, in the last episode. Yep. Well, here, Jordan, you opened us up then with uh, aesthetics for Artificer. That's the one that I just ended on. Uh, yeah, it works. Uh, like so poetry. I had I had um, <laughs> I had artificer in like my lower mid for mechanics, but for flavor wise and aesthetics wise, it's actually up higher. I wouldn't say it's my number one, but it's definitely in the top five. Mm-hmm. I like the mad scientist aesthetic. I, I I think that it's very cool. I think that it has a lot of like steampunk potential, especially. Mm-hmm. I may be speaking because one of my backup characters has a couple artificer levels, but I, I, I do like the aesthetic of, especially the alchemist, I think is very, very cool. Yeah, for sure. I have the artificer ranked at my number four for aesthetics because it's a really, I, I know it's new and I'm pretty sure it's new only to 5e. Like it was not a 4e or nothing. It was just 5e. Uh, it might have Eberron. been Pathfinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's in Pathfinder for mm-hmm. sure. They have um, the alchemist in Pathfinder, which is its yeah. own class. But it's just, it's so new. It's so different um, compared to the others. Like Barbarian and Fighter feel kind of the same sometimes. Ranger and Fighter feel kind of the same. Sorcerer and Wizard feel kind of the same. But Artificer, there's really nothing like it for most of its stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'll, I'll admit, I'm really not that familiar with the subclass. I know Artillerist because I think it's very funny that you can have a little robot crab shoot things like a flamethrower <laughs> off your hand 
uh, and I know that there's the, the Iron Man build where you have power armor. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know an alchemist too well, but it sounds fun to just lob potions around the battlefield. You're going to find out eventually. Yeah, true. Yes. Dylan will show us. Yeah, one way or the other, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he changes his mind right before we start. I will yeah. cry. Yeah, so he I hasn't done his session zero yet, so he can <laughs> still change his mind on what his class is if he wants. Uh, speaking of that, you're about to DM him, so what do you think about the Artificer Levi? I am probably going to DM him sometime soon. <laughs> Artificer is actually in the exact same place for me that it was on the mechanics list. It's in number six. Wow. For a lot of the same reasons, I like the like strange scientist strange scientist in a strange land kind of mm-hmm. vibe where mm-hmm. it's like oh it's science but in a fantasy world so it's out of place <laughs> it's fantasy science yeah um and i like the idea of artificers being like geniuses that come up with this stuff that no one's ever managed to think of because the, everyone's so magic minded where it's like magic exists in the world why wouldn't we use it and then the artificers over here like why wouldn't we use it <laughs> yeah and they make Fun. stuff which is why wouldn't we use it it's where the dwarf goes so yeah they're <laughs> They're in number six for me. I dig their aesthetic. I dig. Again, similar to my last list, about the top 10 for me are all more so I like all of them. Here is the order in which I like them. And then the bottom four are the ones that I'm like, I don't like these ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. We're pretty in agreement. So what do we have? Jordan, you said top five. So if we, if we make it your five, then we have a four, five, six. We got straight there. there. <laughs> yep. Moving on. I'll tell you what I think about Barbarian. Let me see what I got. <laughs> Barbarian is number 14 for me. <laughs> oh, wow. I hate them thematically because they're just guy that goes in and gets angry. And they don't, they all play like that. I mean, on Critical Role, there was Yasha. She still raged. It was just lightningy rage. For Victor, I didn't even know what to do about rage. <laughs> It's just he got angry. It's you get angry and hit things. There's really nothing cool about it. <laughs> I don't think. Which we even completely forgot to talk about in the mechanics part was the unarmored defense, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be thematic but does not work mechanically. <laughs> so I just I think they're doo doo. I forgot unarmored defense was a thing because Arlo wears half plate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because we determined it was better for you to wear the half plate. I, I was forced to defense. wear armor because I kept getting hit. <laughs> it was a plus one. I think the only reason why it was better, it would have been exactly the same, but the half plate was plus one. Yeah. yeah. So the half plate made it one better because of yeah. magic. <laughs> yep. What do you got for it, Levi? Mine? Mm-hmm. Is it number five? Wow. Because... Of reasons that are the opposite of Pertussis, even though I haven't experienced them at all. (laughs) I am intrigued by the idea of a barbarian not being the guy that just gets angry. That's what I'm intrigued by. All of the points of barbarians that aren't the stereotype of barbarians, like how Yasha liked like flowers and how she like had a book of like pressed flat, like dried out pressed flowers that she had. That was something that like expand on that. Mm-hmm. Make that more. Make that more of what the barbarian's about. Make them like I think the idea of the barbarian not being the angry person makes them cooler aesthetically because it's like they are the barbarian. You expect them to be the angry person. So if they're 
not necessarily like a big teddy bear because you don't want them to be the exact 180 but like play a barbarian that's the rational one play a barbarian that's the level-headed one in the party um yeah like arlo their (laughs) their rage comes from their the rage is like a is like a battlefield thing for them it's not because they are angry by circumstance and like they're easy to anger it's because they know that like make the rage like a battle trance or something Mm -hmm. don't make it just a part of them being angry make it something they only do when they're fighting people then it makes more then that makes them more of like a warrior and then you could do it to be more like oh they're a knight you could make a barbarian that's a knight because their whole thing is, is that's that's like their training their rage is how they've trained themselves to fight. that's their combat style so i like barbarian because i want them to not be their stereotype <laughs> i want to talk about that but i want to hear jordan's feelings about barbarian first okay i'm gonna preface this before we go any further i have a hard time ranking classes based on aesthetics because i think of because of the way that i create my characters I don't tend to use the suggested characteristics and personalities mm-hmm. of classes because I come up with the character first and then manipulate the class functions and how I want to fit that character's story. Mm-hmm. So go- going on with like the Yasha example, I, I, I also like the idea of a barbarian not necessarily being your stereotypical like angry, ah, fight everything. Mm-hmm. So I Barbarian... As a classic aesthetically, if we're going purely off of the, the the plain text, what everybody assumes is barbarian is pretty low because I think it's kind of boring. But I think that what elevates it is the character that is playing the barbarian and like the player that's playing the barbarian, not necessarily the class, if yes. that makes any sense. <laughs> that's, that's exactly the feel that I was going to say to address Levi's praise is that although you can play him however you want and you can make him as cool as you want role-play-wise, the class is stuck with the thing called rage. (laughs) All the features are called rage, and you rage. You could play a fighter to do the other stuff and not be raging. You can make them a calm teddy bear, but you still have to rage. You can Mm -hmm. call it a battle stance, but it is a rage. Other classes let you do other things with your stuff so it doesn't feel like you're stuck in one theme. Like the bard, people have talked about reciting poetry or doing paintings and stuff. But with the barbarian, it is rage. And that's why I feel like it's so low is because you're stuck in it. Mm-hmm. So by the game's mechanics to be themed as angry in yeah. battle. Because <laughs> I th- I'm speaking from personal experience, I think most of the features that make Arlo Arlo are not necessarily from the barbarian levels they're more from her cleric levels yeah exactly what was i gonna say i was gonna say something <laughs> oh when i when i was saying like call the rage something else i wasn't saying that it's it's not a i wasn't saying you're saying it's not rage mm-hmm. i wasn't saying that by any means it's it's still rage i think that plays into it if you if you remove completely the part of it being rage then it is just a fighter what's the point in playing i think yeah. that the rage being there is part of what plays into making it different because you can either lean into the you can either lean into the rage which is be the stereotype or you can have the rage but try to lean away from it um but that goes into who's playing it who's playing the character more so so 
maybe someone in the comments below can give us a cool example that would uh, match Levi's praise yeah. to see to help us oh, help Jordan and I understand why they're not a boring uh, dumpster fire. No, I'm kidding. No. I, I will say I, I really like the idea. I'm stealing this from the internet, but I can't remember where I saw it. The idea of defeating the dumb barbarian trope, which I very much play into defeating <laughs> the dumb barbarian trope and making a librarian that beats the shit out of people with very large books <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun that's another whole part of it though is the mechanics don't back up uh, barbarians kind of like paladin where you have to have the stats mm-hmm. or else you yes. suck like con yes. and strength and also kind yeah. of decks you need like all three of those oh yeah and we so... see that with with the current campaign because arla has no dexterity and it's yeah. not a good thing <laughs> Yeah, so that's also, it plays into it where because you need that, it's hard to RP with having a wise barbarian or, or charismatic. It's it's just hard. It's hard to break the trope because of this, the, the game's system. Yeah. Which is also why I kind of feel like stats should be reworked to not, not reworked. They should be left the way they are, but they should just be renamed. Mm-hmm. Yes, it should be, yeah. it should be more like wizard rebranding. Yeah, it should <laughs> yeah. be like your spellcasting ability shouldn't be called how wise you are. It should be something about your magical potential or something mm-hmm. like that. Because I feel like that gives you more freedom to be like, my character is wise. Oh, but I have an eight in wisdom. <laughs> but I want them to be a wise person. I want mm-hmm. them to be mentally intelligent and not dumb, but I have a nine in intelligence. Yeah. Yes, I want them to have common sense, but strength, the rules don't back it up. <laughs> the, yes. the physical ones make more sense. Mm-hmm. Strength and constitution and dexterity make a little bit more sense because those are physical attributes of your body. Charisma, wisdom, intelligence, those are mental things and yeah. personality well, things. I think I, they should be rebranded. I feel like charisma is such a loose definition as it is yeah. anyway, because yeah. I mean, even we've debated about like what charisma actually is in D D, yeah especially because of which classes use it for spell casting mm-hmm. makes it yeah. even harder to figure out <laughs> yeah it needs like some kind of rebranding or something or a better system in place i don't know i don't know maybe lore i don't know <laughs> they'll figure it out but pyrus for 60 <laughs> <laughs> we'll fix it we promise <laughs> um, we have such good ideas <laughs> So that's my lowest barbarian. Levi, why don't you tell us now about your aesthetics feelings towards the bard? Bard? Mm-hmm. It's sitting nice and cozy on my list at a happy 13. <laughs> I I think the internet's just ruined the bard for me, not going to lie, which is sad. It makes me feel bad because it's not from my own um interactions with the okay actually kind of also is for my own interactions with the bard never mind (laughs) just aesthetically i this is not tj's fault (laughs) i just think bards aesthetically like if you're playing the bard the way they should be the way that the aesthetics point towards it to be played and this also does go back into this is me kind of contradicting my own point with the barbarian it really depends on who's playing them i just think bards are annoying i think they're annoying because the whole thing is like yeah bars are supposed to be kind of like jerky uh jokester uh haha funny never takes anything seriously characters uh, you know, they're the ones going around trying to fuck everyone <laughs> and having hard. sex with everything. Yeah, uh, that 
has biased my opinion of the aesthetic of the bard um, for me, which I think I'm still keeping it at 13, but I think is an unfair assumption for me to make on it, considering it really does aesthetic boils down a lot more to the character, the person playing the character. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's my opinion of it. <laughs> that's fair. Jordan? Uh, Levi and I actually match on this one. Bard is also <gasps> really? my favorite. Yes. I hate the aesthetic for bards. I like the idea of bards and I like the mechanics of bards, but we've talked about this before. Yes. I hate how limited your options are because to me, like a bard isn't just music. And yeah. in D&D, a bard is just fucking music. Yes. And it bothers me because I feel like you could do there's not enough done with like the the power of writing and the power of storytelling Mm -hmm. and things like that that aren't just i stand there and play guitar and everybody gets an extra dice like (laughs) i i feel like there's more that you could do with it and it's Mm -hmm. kind of limited by like functionality within the class with its mechanics yes i completely agree now i do think you guys are absolutely crazy putting it at 13 (laughs) for me Bard aesthetics is sitting at 12. Like, come on. <laughs> no, I, we're all on the same page. We've talked about this many a time, but yeah. I don't know if we've talked about on here. I can't remember. It's just the mechanics of the Bard don't match thematically. I, I, I pulled up the D&D Beyond page, which I'm pretty sure pulls straight from the actual player's handbook. Yes. It says music and magic. In the world of D&D, words and music... Uh, something something the bard is a master of song speech and the magic they contain if that's the case why is it that the only time you see a bard playing an instrument to be effective is if they want to go earn money in a tavern or to cast a single spell why is it dragon yes why is it that they don't have magical songs that no other classes have they have counter charm and song of rest and this is an idea i actually brought the other day there should be a whole subclass where you use your bardic inspiration die for different songs that can enhance, like a song of attack, which increases the attack of all, like friendly creatures that can hear you within 60 feet. A song of defense. Stat buffs. There should be a, a song of saving throws, but it's not called that, obviously. I don't know. <laughs> song of resistance. Yeah, song of resistance. There should be a whole lieu of things. And then you have yourself a bard battle master that can choose different songs in their repertoire. Mm-hmm. And now they have actual magical songs, not magical secrets. Which we all hate. <laughs> well, they're good if you're playing them. They're awful to make a bard a bard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They do not make a uh, magical secrets does not a bard make. <laughs> Did I sound uh, smart when I said that? <laughs> no. No, I didn't think. So. <laughs> also, my order for who I had like us going in is now screwed up, and now I can't tell who goes next. But I'll Oops. figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad we're all on the same page. Of like, bards functionally are pretty cool, but thematically. You can do so much better. Yes, there needs to be a redone. People are going to be mad because a lot of people like the bards as they are, but they need redone. Well, to be a you're bard. wrong. <laughs> you're wrong if you like the bard as as it stands. You could be so much better. Yeah. We also, only are saying this because we love you. Yeah, and we, we want you to be better. Yeah, we love you, bards. Not and Levi people hates to play them. TJ bards. <laughs> no. Honestly, also, Magical Secrets should definitely go to the Arcane Trickster as a subclass feature because they can only cast up to 5th level spells, so you're not getting game-breaking simulacrums and wish. I hadn't thought about that. That's interesting. Also, it makes sense that a Arcane Trickster, the rogue, gets a thing called Magical Secrets. Magical Secrets for Arcane Trickster and Eldritch Knight? Yeah, maybe. 
<laughs> that would make it much, 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 much better. Or let's just rename Eldritch Invocations to Magical Secrets. There you go. No, because Eldritch is part of the Warlock class. Thing. Yeah. Eldritch, so no, keep it as Eldritch. Eldritch, uh, Arcane, and then Primal. Eldritch, Arcane, Secrets. Yeah, Eldritch, Arcane, Druid, Bard, Fighter, Secrets. <laughs> Next up. Uh, okay. I started Bard, so it should be Jordan, I believe, is next. Yes. Jordan, you get to tell yeah. us about the aesthetics of the Blood Hunter. Okay. I think the aesthetics of the Blood Hunter are interesting. Mm-hmm. It's still trumped by my hate for the actual class. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Blood Hunters are still pretty fucking low, if not my lowest. Especially since, like, I've never, they just seem edgy. Yeah. But like, but not like fun edgy like warlocks or rogues. It's just very, very edgy. Yeah. I do love Molly Mock is near and dear to my heart, but also Molly died. So <laughs> Yep. Spoilers again. Spoilers again. New episode. <laughs> yeah, I would go next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for Blood Hunter aesthetics, I put them at a three. Mm. Again, like the artificer, I think they're pretty cool and new. The idea of using the evil monsters you fight against the evil monsters you fight <laughs> is very cool. Execution leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> but if there was some way, like, you could uh, kill a monster and then use the killing of that monster to then further enhance the next monster you fight, like, uh, say you fight a Tarrasque, which has, like, super-duper magic resistance, I believe. Yes. And so you get a scale of Tarrasque, and so then you get to keep that, and you can whip that out. Mm-hmm. But you, but you only—it's not like an actual thing you crafted or t- or took. It's—it's it's a part of your your subclass features or your just your class features. Uh, it's very interesting. Plus, I like the subclasses a lot too. They're they also very unique. There's the order of the lycanthrope, where you turn into a Galahad. Uh, there's a. <laughs> it's what there, Galahad I, wishes he was. I forget what the other one is. That's about ghosts. It's it's order of the spooky. ghost hunter. Is it, no, it's order of the. Is it order of the ghost hunter? It might I be believe. order of the ghost hunter. I think it's Order of the Ghost Hunter. Let me look. Yeah. And then there's also Order of the Mutagen, I think, is the one. Ghost Slayer. Ghost Slayer. Uh, Order of the Mutant, Order of the Profane Soul. Profane Soul. That's the the one I don't like because it's just a warlock light. (laughs) Yep. Uh, But other than that, it's pretty cool that you can be ghosty or you can be werewolfy or you can be uh, evil mad scientist that's like putting dragon blood into your brew and telling someone to drink it. <laughs> or at least it works. I call it uh, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> what do you think about the Blood Hunter, Levi? You know, I gave this some thought. And I... Re- oh! Fuck. <laughs> you good? Not bad, huh? <laughs> oh, no, I think I... Oh, fuck, that got me good. Yeah, no, I think I got cut. Oh, no. That edge. Uh, yeah, oh it's in God. 14 for me because of the edgy. <laughs> uh, I didn't actually get cut. I'm joking. Yeah, no, it's at the bottom of the list. Too edgy for me. Yes. <laughs> Way too edgy because I agree with Pertusa that it's cool and awesome. And it's just for um, the mutant because the mutant is the witchers. It's the witchers from the witchers series. And mm. the witchers are cool. And the witchers are awesome because they do all this mutagen alchemy stuff. But they're the only ones that I like. The other ones are literally like, 
I'm a werewolf. Rar. Uh, <laughs> no, Rar is I love you and dinosaur. And then there oh. is literally I'm a warlock. Edgy levels, dangerously edgy. I also use magic that rips the blood out of my body. <laughs> Extreme, like bottom tier, edgy all the way down. <laughs> um, Ghost Slayer, literally their entire job is I fight and kill the undead of this world with my own blood. Like, <laughs> which edgy. if you don't play, if also if you don't play a campaign that is heavily involved with undead, you're fucked. True. Yeah. Uh, so. I think that just remove some of that edge, man. <laughs> just take some of that edge away and I'd be a lot more happy with them. Well, but then I, how are you supposed to die from self-inflicted damage? True. I think that they go just to, they go into the deep end with edge. They're not like the rogue and the war. They're not like the other edgy classes where it's like, you can try to balance it out and not make it as edgy. Um, oh, you can totally have not any rogues and I, warlocks. Exactly. I think the blood hunter aesthetically is like the bard tied down mechanically mm-hmm. into its edge mm-hmm. <laughs> from its mechanics. <laughs> it's tied down into the edginess, whereas rogues and warlocks aren't really. As a warlock, you can be a celestial warlock and literally be peace, love, angel. I heal yeah. everyone. I love everyone. As a rogue, you can be a swashbuckler and literally be uh, like from what's it called? Princess Bride. You can be one of those mm-hmm. dudes. <laughs> you can be the dread, the dweb, pirate, wabba. <laughs> you don't have to be edge McEdge boy. Um, I don't think any of the rogues that we've seen in our campaigns have been super edgy other mm-hmm. other than well there's been one but like but, but, but like I don't think personality wise Victor was very edgy backstory yes personality yeah, he was a regular dude I mean yeah. Ren's not edgy Ren's a fucking peacock there's <laughs> <laughs> that was my pride with literally <laughs> yeah okay oh, I can see that um We'll see. I honestly, I don't want to see the end of Blood Hunter. Mm-hmm. I just want to. Either do I. Get rid <laughs> of that edge and come back and talk to me again, and it'll be higher on the list. Yes. All they, I think they really need is they need one, like, uh, silly subclass. And I think that'll fix the whole thing, honestly. One little yep. thing and, and make chemo craft, like, I don't know, cupcake craft, and boom. Now <laughs> everyone loves it. Yeah. <laughs> Whining away. Uh, <laughs> so, moving All right, on. guys, for this long rest, I finally got to level 14. You know what that means? Diamond armor. <laughs> <laughs> we all get diamond armor, guys. <laughs> Next up, I get to talk about the aesthetics of the cleric. I put him at an eight. Okay. Put him a little below average. We've talked about this before when we talked, when we, we privately, I believe it was privately, talked about the difference between warlocks and clerics. <laughs> to me, it feels like the difference, the big difference between a warlock and a cleric is that clerics almost always feel like they're proselytizing about their religion. Now, Jordan, you made Atlas with the full intention of having a godless cleric. Yep. And I think a lot of people like doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, we go to the old guard, though. And if we also go to some people that still play by lore D&D and they have their own gods or or even in um, in Olympus with the cleric levels that Arlo has, it's tied between Dionysus and Demeter. Yeah. There's plenty of people that are doing the clerics with the gods. 
and even without whether or not it's proselytizing the spell list they usually end up playing similarly because it's oh you're heal bot uh atlas was very much heal bot (laughs) one day i want to sit down and make an actual 5e build for my first vivia one character and see if i can make it work and feel vastly different from Mm -hmm. one but i really don't think i can i think between the spells and the subclass options it's still going to just be like oh that's just a cleric that's (laughs) feels like a blood hunter (laughs) 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 Uh, not mechanically mind you people listening (laughs) uh but yeah i think they're fine if you want to if you can if you're real creative like like jordan was you can get something cool out of it but even then i feel like that's where it stops you can have godless cleric and that's creativity you can have godded cleric. You can have evil godded cleric. Godded. I think that's about where godded the with stops. the sauce. <laughs> you godded with the sauce. <laughs> Quirked up cleric. Godded with the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my opinion. Levi, what do you I got? agree, but it is worse for me. I put it at ten. Oh, Jordan's got um, something to say. Yeah, I agree <laughs> that it's aesthetically. It's just like you're <laughs> you're you're either a fundamentalist or you're not. And the ones that are not are usually the ones that people are more creative about. <laughs> um, the I mean, think about it. The popular ones that people know are the ones that are not the bread and butter stereotype clerics. Caduceus Clay was not a bread and butter stereotype cleric um, because he was pretty much a druid. His, yeah. He was a druid. He would have been a druid if he played like two months later as Caduceus because Circle of the Spores released mm-hmm. like two yeah. months after Caduceus was made. He would have been a druid if he was made later. Yeah. Jester uh, Lavore is a warlock <laughs> was a warlock she was pretty much a warlock and not a cleric uh aesthetically for all intents and purposes um because like who wants i mean i guess maybe there are people we're gonna get them all who are gonna be like i want to be this i want to be that cleric but who wants to be the cleric that's like my god is infallible and is never wrong always right you're stupid dumb bad and i hate you if you <laughs> say otherwise i have to it's on site with anyone who disagrees <laughs> with my god any worshipers of other religions that i know don't like my god on site hate them <laughs> have to kill them have to discriminate against them who wants to play that unless like, I, I i proposed to you the idea unless it's somebody that like that's a character development point and that's your like level one ideology and then it grows from there i could see being true, interesting. True. i can agree with that um but it, yeah so less so like the overall everything that pertusa said more so me honing in on the main stereotype aesthetic of like being the really religious cleric but honing in on it so much for me that it put it farther down the list yeah well, let's turn to our cleric expert, Jordan. I'm about to surprise both of you. Yeah. I have clerics like pretty in the middle, actually. Wow. They're not okay. very high. Well, because I agree with what you guys were saying. I think clerics are a very case by case basis of who's playing them and the character that they are. Yeah. Because I think, at least in our case, we had two very unique clerics. I think Salad and Atlas were very unique 
story-wise clerics mm-hmm. and i think that that's what made them good mm-hmm. i i think that i think that it definitely that's another one that def like like the barbarian it's kind of basic and so the character is what yes. makes it unique yeah i can i can definitely get behind that i think what's killing them is just they're they're too tied to religion either way I, not if or, you do it right <laughs> i think it's either if you're godless or godded that's the that's the thing right like the cleric that has the god that's their whole personality is they have the mm. god traveler con <laughs> <laughs> um or if you have the godless one which i think you did a good job with jordan that was not your whole thing mm-hmm. it was the cool concept that we the players knew but mm-hmm. atlas was not going around saying guys isn't it so cool that i don't have a god? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um and that's where it goes to the the player by player basis where it's like mm-hmm. is it cool is that an interesting idea either way but that seems to be what ties them too much is the is the religion aspect yeah and i i think that i think that again that also depends on how your table works religion into their game because even yeah. the, the two campaigns that we've had so between vivia 2 and olympus both handle religion very very differently because mm. in and i can't even like pinpoint specific things at the moment but the two vibes when handling religion just feel very vastly different mm-hmm. and having played clerics in both campaigns it feels very different i think it might be from the fact that in olympus it's very much like religion is omnipresent mm-hmm. in olympus because it's a greek mythology campaign so the gods are there you yeah. see their works in the world everything's done in there whereas in vivia i base religion that heavily off of um late stage christianity so it's like the gods are done they don't want to be involved anymore you (laughs) hear all these stories about all these great things they did and now they're like handle all your problems yourself (laughs) yeah not because they hate you but because they're afraid that if they do stuff they're so powerful it'll ruin everyone's lives Mm -hmm. just like it kind of does in olympus (laughs) what no way the greek gods would never (laughs) um so yeah, it's like the god. It's more of a presence in Olympus and mm. less of a presence in Vivia. I think. Yeah, and also also with the point of like godded versus not godded clerics. Continuing <laughs> with the terminology, I think that's also a table by table basis because I feel like a different DM would have handled Atlas not having a god very differently than Levi handled Atlas not having a god because for the character, it wasn't a big deal, but it became a little bit of a big deal within the lore of the story because it was like oh shit how's this dude doing magic yeah that shouldn't be happening but (laughs) one cleric can do magic (laughs) without a god why can't all of them do magic without a god and then all the gods are like we can't have that Mm -hmm. get him (laughs) yeah and uh, but then atlas was over here like i just like ghosts i (laughs) (laughs) i think they're been a ghost slayer blood hunter (laughs) There you go. <laughs> you didn't want to kill ghosts. What ghost lover? Order of the ghost, ghost lover. Oh, that, ghost layer. So, that oh. has weird implications. Absolutely not. I feel like that's more salad. The desolate <laughs> companion. All right. Elden Ring reference. A lot to say about clerics. Very divisive. Mm-hmm. Actually, not at all, because we mostly just agree with <laughs> Yeah, we're mostly but- <laughs> to the rest of the world yes probably maybe um, maybe i don't know maybe everybody else when all like the gen watch this they're gonna be like what 
You can do stuff that's not the stereotypes. I hate this. <laughs> They're bad. I don't well, like it. <laughs> we'll have to see what um, what some of the older older the old guards say about this. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving forward. So who opened the cleric? That was me. Open yes. cleric. Yeah. So Levi gets to open us for the druid. Oh boy, where did I don't actually remember the Doctor Uid? Where did I put Druid? Druid's sitting at a nine for me. Nine. They're above okay. they're above cleric and they're in the top ten. So that means they're one of the ones I put there because I liked them more than I disliked them. Um I again I do it's kind of the same thing as mechanics for me, where it's like, I think wild shape's cool. I want them to be able to do more. I want mm-hmm. wild shape to be able to do more than it does already. Mm-hmm. And that would make them go higher on the list. Wild shape's cool, but you can only be up to CR level two stuff, which thematically, aesthetically, that's not like really cool stuff. That's like a black bear. That's like a grizzly bear. But like if a druid could also not beasts, let them be not just beasts, let them be other things. I think it would be cool if druids could do like maybe a weird, maybe that could be like a druid subclass, which you did make a druid subclass similar to this, but maybe that could be like a a thing in a druid subclass where it's like you can wild shape into any monster you've killed within a certain cr level so if you've killed a monster that's under the cr you can wild shape into it it's like a weird like sort of take on the guise of of something you've killed uh that kind of aesthetic that would be cool i think something like that uh just give them give the poor poor druids more options with their wild shape because if you're going to use the argument like Oh, well, they can only be beasts because they're in tune with nature. And so they can only be animals that come from nature. It's a fantasy world. Monsters are from nature. Monsters are part of nature in the fantasy world. Dragons are natural beings that live in the fantasy world. Just because they have a different classification does not make them animals. (laughs) Which it seems wizards are moving away from that. But anyway, before I talk, Jordan, tell us about your thoughts and experiences with the Dr. Uid um i have drew it on like the lower middle mm-hmm. side because i feel i feel like it's another one that's kind of limited by its mechanics and in game like just like writ as written mm-hmm. lore because it's kind of hard to break out of the well, if we thought barbarian was hard to break out of the stereotype of the ragey guy it's really hard to break out of the stereotype of the druid like nature child yep. in tune with the world forest hag yep. that kind of thing I, which I, if that's your, if that's your bag, fine. But I think that the powers of the Druid have potential outside of that stereotype, but I haven't quite figured out how to do that. I kind of have played a Druid that was not necessarily a, like lived in the forest, secluded from everybody, Mm -hmm. but it was narratively, it was kind of difficult to make it work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I agree mostly. Like this is another one we're very similar on. I have Druid sitting at a 10 aesthetically mm-hmm. um, because it's it's one of those ones where it's just you don't really get out of it. Now, Circle of Stars and Circle of Wildfire did accomplish the task of instead of wild shaping to turn into animal fitting the other criteria, you can use a wild shape to turn to a literal constellation or of one of three that have very different effects. Mm-hmm. Or you can turn, uh, use your wild shape to summon a wildfire pet that has different abilities scaling off of your abilities, which was cool. However, even though that's what Levi's looking for is more opportunities with your wild shape, that felt so much like a step away from what druids feel like. I was like, now you just feel like you're like some kind of summoner class. (laughs) 
Now I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying is don't make it that like you're summoning it. I want the wild shape to be the druid. I want the druid to be the one turning into the things. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that. It's like, oh, but now it's just like a charge that you can like, it's a, you exactly. get three a day and you can summon a thing. No, yeah. you're just making them a summoner now. <laughs> don't. That's exactly how I felt when those ones came out, uh, which is why people, they've been talking about the homebrew subclass I made. I'll, I'm going to briefly talk about it. I made a subclass, a homebrew subclass called, I believe I called it Circle of the Fauna, in which much like Circle of the Land, where you can choose your land, mountain, desert, plains, forest, underdark, you can choose all those. I made one where you choose a, a creature type. So, uh, so you can be Circle of the Fauna, dragon, Circle of the Fauna, giant, Circle of the Fauna, ooze. You can do all of that, which allows you to then transform into those by certain CR differences still. I want to see an ooze druid, not going to lie. Right? I, I feel like that would be very, very interesting. I'm very proud of that subclass. It's patented, so nobody even tried to steal it. Wizards? I remember you Weed. talking about that. I think I Wizards? looked over some of the stuff from it. <laughs> Wizards, we've recorded it this time. <laughs> Please hire um, us. <laughs> I'm very proud of it because I think it actually does perfectly address the problem of a lack of creativity. Because then you can have the ooze druid who's like, yeah, I just really like these slime guys. You can have an undead druid, which is like some, like a necromancer almost. Mm -hmm. But instead of summoning them, you turn into them. Imagine, imagine Saladin popping out, turn into a mummy or mummy king or whatever they're called. Mummy lord. <laughs> My lord. You can do it for dragons. You can. I, I like that one because I thought now I finally feel like I'm the druid that can turn into this, the cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's not a real existing thing because it's not. You're stuck doing the I'm nature. <laughs> I, nature is my aesthetic. <laughs> and I think oh. I think you can break away with it because that's what um uh, I can't even remember my own goddamn character's name. Lorelai. That's what my my mm. uh, mountain druid. She was a land druid, and so it was justified by the fact that she grew up in the mountains and that's where her hometown was. But it was still a little bit of a stretch for the rest of the stuff. Yeah, because because yes, sure, that's where the subclass comes from. But for the rest of like the kind of spells that she knew, wild shape. Yeah, like if yeah. you lived in a mountain city, why the fuck would you know how to turn into a raccoon? <laughs> yeah, that's a whole thing too. There needs to be a circle of the city, the concrete that, oh, jungle. That would be so cool. That needs like to be that would be so cool. Yeah, I'm very passionate. New York rat. Yeah, yes, dude. CR twenty. I. <laughs> Why is there a stat block for a rat that's of the huge size? That's only yeah. for druids. Don't worry about that. That's <laughs> only for druids. Rodents of unusual size, only this, found in New York. This is why druid is my number one mechanically and ten aesthetically is because it's it's lost potential. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. I want it to be better, but it's not. Mm -hmm. It has the tools; they're not being used. Um, did everyone talk about it? I think they did. <laughs> the order is screwed. My I mean, hand. we haven't we haven't gone. If we didn't go with the order, all of us did just talk about all it. All of us definitely. did talk. Okay. okay. Shoot. I started Druid. Okay, you started Druid. So, Jordan, you're going to tell us about the aesthetics of the fighter. Fighter. The, the, it, it didn't make my top ten. Didn't make your... It's, well, because I think it's the, same, it's the same reason that I put it in my top in my top for the mechanics is it's the it's the basic for a reason yeah and that's it's another one where if you come up with a very interesting reason for your character to be to, to be a fighter more power to you mm -hmm. you can sword good congratulations <laughs> <laughs> yeah well man because that, that's 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 the reason for my vivia three character having fighter levels 
they can sword good. Yep. <laughs> For sure. Um, so I, yes, I, I, me, I talk, me, me do talk. Uh, <laughs> <You> talk <now. laughs> uh, I have the fighter sitting at 13 on aesthetics. They're also down there for me. Mechanically, there's so many options you can do. Aesthetically, they don't feel that different. You can have one using a bow. You can have one using a sword. You're still You're doing four dude. attacks a turn. You're just a dude doing attacks. Um, at the end of the day, you can have the arcane archer and you're doing cool things. You can be that eldritch knight. Guess what? You're still a fighter, but now you cast spells. They're just, they, and especially the ones like samurai that's called samurai that doesn't feel like a samurai <laughs> or the purple dragon knight that has no purple, no dragon, not even any knight. Uh, <laughs> they're kind of a letdown. They don't, they don't feel like they are what they say they are on the 10 thematically. Mm-hmm or the subclasses, and then the class itself, it feels like you met one fighter, you met them all. Yeah. Thematically. Uh, Levi? Four. Wow! <laughs> I've got them sitting at a four for the reason of I feel like there's opportunity to make so many different fighters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess what I'm looking at it more of from a backstory angle, which is Fighters can come from anywhere. You can have a fighter be anyone or anything because you can have them have magic in their background. They're guess what? They're an Eldritch Knight or an Echo Knight now because those both utilize magic. You can have them be some kind of aspiring inventor. They're a gunslinger now because they made guns. You can have them just be a guy who's upset that he doesn't have magic, but he really wants to go out and like be a hero. So then he's a cavalier or a champion. Um, I feel like. The one thing that unites fighters, I think, is they have to be someone who's like ambitious to a degree to be in the position that they're in. But looking at it from a from a the perspective I'm looking at it from is like how many people could be a fighter and how that could lead to so many different story threads and diverging paths. But if I'm looking at it in the aesthetics of the class itself, hmm. I'm just a little, in the same way that we're locked up by the Barbarian's Rage and the Druid's Wild Shape, I'm locked up by the fighter's proficiencies. You have to have been, you know, martially trained and you have mm-hmm. to have maneuver, not the maneuvers, what is it, the fighting style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to action surge. There and has you to have be to some reason win. for it. You have to be a, re- but- there's a, has to be a reason why you're better at fighting than the Barbarian or the Hexblade. Yeah, that is also the thing too, is you have, you can be martially trained, but you don't technically have to be martially trained. That's just a thing on your character sheet that says you are. But if you want to, you can be like, I'm in my backstory. I'm not going to say that I'm martially trained. I'm just going to use simple weapons because that's part of my backstory. The game makes you martially trained. Yes, but you don't have to be. I guess I'm leaning more on like, again, I mean, this is what I've been leaning on for most of my options is what's the player going to do? What's Mm -hmm. the player going to do when they get their hands on it? Mm -hmm. Um, Less than leaning on what the source material says, which really, I guess I should be doing because we're we're basing it off of what it says, but uh, I don't know. I guess that's just where my mind, that's where my brain immediately goes to is what's the player going to do with it when they get their hands on it. Mm -hmm. You're going optimist route. You're thinking what's the best a player can make out of this class. Jordan and I are like, what is this set up to give us to work with? Yeah. <laughs> what does it come preloaded with? GTS. Yeah. 
I, I think that there's a lot of, because again, like I said at the very beginning, pretty much anyone can be a fighter because it gets all the proficiencies and armor. So you can, you can choose what you want to do with the fighter from the get-go because you know you're going to get all armor proficiencies. You know you're going to get all weapon proficiencies. If you want some magic, you can pick Eldritch Knight or Echo Knight or Rune Knight and get some magic in there. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. There's a lot There's a lot to do with it. There's a lot to differentiate it uh, from other versions of itself. You know what I think they really need? I think would be perfect. My problem is with for any generic fighter build, uh, people are going to do one of two subclasses, probably champion or battlemaster. If you're multi-classing, those are probably one of the two you're going to take. Guilty. Or yeah. <laughs> or sometimes, if you just want, if you want to play a fighter and you just want to be like a fighter person, like with TJ's character Darkness, he was like, I want to be a fighter. He chose battlemaster. Mm-hmm. I think there needs to be more of the generic or multi-class options because otherwise. Purple Dragonite and Samurai and Gunslinger are really hyper-specific things yeah. you have to meet. There needs to be one almost like the Totem Barbarian where it kind of builds. Like there needs to be like mm-hmm. a commander subclass that's like, okay, at this uh, point you can get like the Rallying Cry, but then later you can turn that into the Rallying Cry plus Ultra. I don't know. Uh, know? I just want to let you know right now that I'm looking at Purple Dragonite and they have an ability called Rallying Cry. Uh, see? <laughs> Bet it's bad though, isn't it? Um, no i'm kidding i don't know you use your second win when you use second win you can choose up to three creatures within 60 feet that are allied they regain hit points equal to your level provided the creature can see or hear you oh that's not bad and it's at third level they get that yeah that's not bad but what's the next one where are we well let's see hold on i'm screwing my head a b c d e f g who's the next Who's H. the next announcer? I don't know. You've got the I... list. Dang it. I... <laughs> you are the list. J. Uh, who talked about fighter first? Was K. it you, Jordan? Was it? No, I think it was you. Was it me? I think yes. it was you. Oh, okay. Uh, I have no memory. You shouldn't be asking me. M, are we on Monk? Yes, we are. And Levi went last. And Levi was last. So it's Jordan's turn. Oh, whoopee. You get to tell us about the monk, how cool it is aesthetically. And then I, I go ha- next. Mm, I have very few. <laughs> I, I have very few thoughts about the monk. I <laughs> I I don't know because I think it's just worse fighter. <laughs> aesthetically, it's 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 worse fighter. You can punch things. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> See, I got monk sitting at two. Really? I love the aesthetic of the monk. I don't because know. Because there's so many options. See, I think that it's I, I think that it's just it's too close to fighter thematically. Which I mean I might be I might be wrong because I haven't played a monk, so I haven't looked into the actual flavor text behind it that's in mm. the, the class descriptions and I don't I but going off of going off of what I've seen Taryn play. Well I <laughs> that's a yeah, I can't blame you because you haven't seen anyone else do it. <laughs> I, um, I don't know. I've I have I've seen what Taryn plays, and Taryn's character concepts are interesting. Execution, shoddy. Yeah. I have I have a couple of their friends that play D anD D that I've I've talked to about monks, and I, again, I 
we keep saying this for every class and I think it could be said for every class. It depends on who's playing it. Every mm-hmm. class has the potential has the potential to be horrible and every class has the potential to be the greatest character that you've ever seen at the table. Yeah. So I, if you can find a way to make monk work mechanically that also works thematically, more power to you. See, this is why I think that I love that Taryn always plays them is because mechanically they're garbage, which is why <laughs> I had them mechanically. At, uh, what did I have them at? uh 14 yeah uh <laughs> but i have them too aesthetically because you can because they're so bad mechanically and you already know you're getting in for a hard time you can do anything aesthetically <laughs> and be fine you can hinder yourself as much as you want and it'll be fine because it's still gonna be just as effective <laughs> no well i mean also yeah but honestly they have a lot of variability in their subclasses and also the way that they play you can do the old-fashioned stereotype monk of lived and trained in, you know, sanctum far away and then got so good at punching things that you now use a D4 instead of your strength modifier. <laughs> <laughs> you can do, you got the key, you can do a Dragon Ball Z character that's turned it into a Kamehameha wave. Uh, you can do all sorts of stuff with that. But especially the subclasses is what brings it around. Like you have way of the Drunken Master, very cool, funny idea of just a guy that gets drunk so good that he hurts better. Uh, <laughs> you have way of the sun soul, which is like, yeah, I just sun tanned so hard that now when I punch things, it goes 30 feet further. <laughs> they feel my suntan lotion hit them. I don't know. <laughs> it says it's a key blast. It's the I don't Dragon think Ball. That's how music. suntan lotion works. <laughs> it does if you're a monk. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uh, you can have the long death, punch which is so like... hard it peels off of you and shit. Yeah. I, think, I will say, Way of Long Death, I think aesthetically is the coolest it is. out of all it's, the monks. It's the edgy one. It's the edgy uh, one. Way of Open Hand is very cool because that's the wishy finger hold. You can literally <laughs> just nope somebody's whole existence. <laughs> and then Way of Mercy. We don't talk about Way of Mercy Wait, here. No, we don't talk <laughs> about Way of Mercy. <laughs> Even uh, Taryn doesn't like to talk about Way of Mercy way of astral self is super cool mm. the the up the way of the dragon one i forget what it's called it's not just called way of dragon right don't make me sound stupid i think it's like the rising dragon <laughs> One second, um, they they all feel so different they all have different reasons for being they could be anyway uh there's so much you can do to explain this is another one i made a homebrew ascendant for. way of the ascendant okay. dragon i'm glad it's not just way of dragon um I made, I made a homebrew subclass for it was the way of dirty fighting because I like the idea of having a monk that's streetwise so good that they punch harder, punch better, which is one I wish they would make actual. Perhaps that's tainting my perspective is the idea of this one as well. But I just, I think they're neat. I just think they're neat. <laughs> Levi? 11. Dang. I think monks need to be rebranded. The reason it's at 11 is because from my perspective, this is cultural bias. Mm. When I hear the word monk, I think of man with shaved head at monastery reading books. Yeah. Uh, That's from Western cultural bias, though, because in many monasteries in Asia and the Eastern world, monks are known for being martial artists. But like have the monk class be called like martial artist doesn't roll off the tongue very well but make it like pugilist or something that's not monk. Cause for me, it's making me think of old men <laughs> that um, are all into books and religion 
and I know that they shouldn't be. Um, so I think the name doesn't match the aesthetic. That's why it's low for me. That's the only reason. Uh, otherwise, I like the key. I agree with Pertusit on the diversity of the subclasses being interesting in their own right. I just think it needs rebranding. I just think it needs rebranding. But it's also partially my own bias that makes me think that. I can understand that. I um, I was, there was another game that I played called Slay the Spire that has pretty much what's a monk class. It's called the Watcher. I was hoping that it might have a cooler thing, but I don't think Watcher is it. <laughs> Especially because there's already the Oath of the Watchers. Monk Paladin? Monk <laughs> Terran? Who would do that? Ter- Terran <laughs> is doing that. Yeah. Well, all right. So... So Levi gets to go next. This is funny. Oh, the uh, Minkus? Yeah, you get to talk to us about the Minkus, aka the Paladin. Ah. <laughs> we'll be here a while. Yep. <laughs> so Paladin. Mm-hmm. It is sitting at number five for me. No, it's oh. sitting at number one. Okay. <laughs> uh, Paladin is at number one for me because I'm a sucker. Uh, I really enjoy the good guy, not stereotype. I like playing a good person in video games because as a wise, I think, I don't know, maybe it was a Tumblr, Tumblrite or a Reddit user said, once said, why would you play a good person in a video game? You can act out your fantasy. Being a good person is my fantasy. Uh I want to be a hero that makes people happy and makes their lives better. That makes me feel good about myself. And the paladin, that is mostly, except for one or two subclasses, their aesthetic. Generally, all the subclasses are, I have an oath, and my oath generally makes me want to be a good person and do good things in the world and change the world for the better. Devotion, redemption, crown, ancients, all are like that. Watchers, they're all like that. They either want to protect people or they want to change the world for the better. Except Conquest and Oathbreaker. But Oathbreaker is literally not a paladin. Shouldn't be a paladin subclass. Should probably either be like its own thing or just... Really, the only reason it's there is because they were they used to be paladins. So that's why they're in paladin subclasses. But they're not really paladins because they broke their oath. Conquest? They just are corn paladins. They're corn paladins from 40k. They get their fix by conquering and killing people. That's their thing. They are the exception. Um, but yeah, I love being a good guy. I love being a good person. I love being a hero. And as cheesy as it is, that is the paladin's aesthetic. They are the good guy character, sometimes to the detriment of a party because people take that so literally that they're like yes i have to be rigid and not an unmoving in my beliefs i like to take more of a nuanced approach and say a paladin strives to do good at all times but is willing to change their beliefs reflective of how they enact that good in the world yeah like when they need to murder a child when they need to murder a child or several to protect themselves and their friends so yeah that's what i like about paladins all right well jordan what'd you put what do you put a paladin at aesthetically okay. 
first I have to say, I think it's real. like my, my answer, I think is really funny because I think Levi plays paladins for the same reason that I play clerics, because I really like healing my friends and making sure my friends don't die. Mm. <laughs> and Levi's the same way with paladins. I put paladins about mid. Me. Because <laughs> I, I like being the good person in fantasy games. Even when I try to be a jackass in fantasy games, I end up being the good person because I don't like being mean. <laughs> but I, I'm not a huge fan of the knight in shining armor aesthetic. I think it's cool. Narratively, it's very cool. I don't think I could play it. That's fair. I um, I'd put paladins at a solid nine, pretty mid, pretty mid, low mid. Uh, yeah, low mid. The for the same reason that you love, love, love them, Levi, and it's great. I'm glad you're passionate and love them. When That's I why think, you don't like them. <laughs> no, 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 no. I also like Paladins quite a great deal. But when I'm looking at, when I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking of brand new player, sits down, wants to play D&D, looks at Paladin, how aesthetically pleasing, how, how do the options presented before them allow them to live out the fantasy of playing a Paladin? And how can you manipulate that as well? How, how rigid is the class structure to make you live out that aesthetic? Like the Barbarian, that's why I made it so low. You have to be the Barbarian. Paladin's pretty close to that, but mm. why the way the way you hated Oath of Conquest and Oathbreaker personally, I am so glad they are options for someone that's like, I don't want to be in some way a great oh, paladin person. <laughs> I I don't I don't hate them as being included. Mm. I pers personally personally would never yes. play them because that's not my idea of a paladin. But I agree with you on the fact that yeah, you should have them there. Yes, um, that's what I'm going for with all diversity. of this. <laughs> it's just for the ability for some brand new player. Not me personally. I would completely rework this if it was for me and my tests. <laughs> uh, but I'm going for uh, what I think would be conducive for some brand new player to sit down and do it. Or even just someone looking to make a brand new character, not a brand new player even. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like a lot of them are just more of the same, but slightly different. Like Oath that of the is, Watchers. I can agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oath of the Watchers, like, I fight monsters, and that's why I'm a good guy. And then Oath of Redemption is <laughs> like, I fight my inner demons, which is why I'm a good guy. <laughs> um, is Redemption I, the edgy paladin? Yes. <laughs> that's a great idea, isn't it? Oh my God. <laughs> I never thought of that. Um, I wish there were more that didn't seem so inherently good, but I know that they come from the past of all paladins are all good all the time. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wish, it, like, yeah. Uh, Oath of the Open Sea, the Matt Mercer one, I don't care for it mechanically, and I don't care for it aesthetically because I'm not big into pirate stuff or open mm. sea stuff, but I'm so glad it's an option because that's another one that's like, that's, that's a neutral one. That one's like, more I just like ambiguous. going out. Yeah. yeah. Which I love. I want more of that. I want more all across the moral spectrum. And that way you can even manipulate it. Like I have an idea for an oathbreaker that the internet said I can't do because it's not right. Uh, <laughs> I, I posted on Reddit about this once. I was like, hey, I want to play an oathbreaker that broke an evil oath and are actually a good person because they refuse to kill something at the behest of their evil king. And they were oh my proud. That. That's such a cool and idea. And the internet was like, well, you can't do that because the intro line for oathbreaker is that they are an evil no, but that's so cool. Okay, but you can be yes. like recovering evil. Exactly. That's, that's what so I cool. Said. This Insert is what I'm talking comic about. About uh, internet, you can't play Oathbreaker because it says they're evil. Group of people, one person, big thumbs up. Big thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter meme coming out. 
oh yeah that's a good idea there you <laughs> go yes um my point that's why i love having all those options is because not only are those straight up options as you take them literally you can play the evil oathbreaker paladin mm-hmm. you can flip them on their head every option given you can flip on your head and i love that you can you can make like get in between them and move them around but the paladin's only got two really evil ones that you can kind of finagle with and the rest are all pretty much good except mm-hmm. for oath of the open sea the newer one that's why I want more that are more morally ambiguous, like perhaps Oath of Cooking. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not hobby ones, but I don't know. <laughs> Oath of the, Dragons. Of the Cooking Mama. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that might be par- partially left over from a bygone era of D&D. Because yes. up until very, very recently, I thought that paladins could only be lawful good. And I think yeah. that's also because we don't really stick to the alignment system as much no. as older editions of D&D do. So I think that that's, that's also part of it is the older editions of D&D, you definitely had the like, the paladin is the straight man and is the moral compass of the party. Yeah. Always. They always do. If you're at the party stealing shit, they have to rat them out to the guards. If the, if the party <laughs> is raising a, a graveyard full of skeletons, they have to rat them out yeah. to the guards. <laughs> like there always has to be, there's no flexibility in the yeah. moral code. Yes. I guess, um, Honestly, ironically, for those uh, kind of reasons, I also don't care for Oath of Vengeance. That mm-hmm. could be the edgy one where it's like, I'm going to get vengeance, so I'm going to do whatever it takes to get vengeance. But it could also be the, I'm going to revenge people that were suffered, but that's also about it. There's not mm-hmm. much wiggle room if you're vengeance. It's vengeance for one reason or the other, pretty much good or bad. There's not a lot of wiggle room of vengeance. You would think that would uh, be one of the ones I liked more, but... Wasn't um, Sarando Oath of Vengeance? Yes, yes, that's what I was thinking about <laughs> just then. Was <laughs> that? Uh, but I want more in betweeners uh, for for Paladin. That's that would bump them up in my ranking. They're mm-hmm. not held back by their mechanics like some of the other ones. They they got all the options, especially yeah. Oathbreakers. Yep. Uh, it's yep. just it's just the the subclass option, and really. Um, next up, oh Jordan, you get to tell us about your very very favorite, the Ranger. Yay. <laughs> 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 um, I mean, I, I like I like the Lord of the Rings stereotype of like the the person that I I feel like Ranger is very close to Druid mm-hmm. in its in its limitedness of what you can do with it because I if you didn't live out in the woods and sleep in a tree and hunt things, then why are you a ranger? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or like if you didn't if you didn't have a reason to train the way you trained why are you a ranger and not just a fighter yeah i i feel like it's kind of it's kind of limited in that stereotype same as druid where it's you have to intrinsically be based in nature for the mechanics to make sense narratively yeah and and i think that there is a little bit of wiggle room based on the subclass that you take like i don't think hector's a super naturey druid no he's a ranger <laughs> uh, i don't think that he's a super naturey ranger but i still think that there's de- depending on the the subclass it's very limited in how much wiggle room wiggle room you have with background yeah i i put him at a 5 on my list kind of high mid uh, because of the newer stuff that's been coming out with them. When we started playing, probably would have been in the last bottom five. <laughs> but since we've started playing, we've gotten some of the most creative, coolest subclasses for Ranger, as well as the Tasha's expansion. Before, like I hated, what is it? Not favored enemy. I think it's favored terrain or it might be something else terrain. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I hate that so much. Like 
yeah, I love the forest. I love the desert. I love the mountains. I despise that. It's druid light. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. But with Tasha's, they traded that out where it's a different feature now, uh, a different option you can take, which I like because Hector doesn't have that. You don't have one of those. You don't got a favorite terrain or whatever it's called. Uh, but he does have a favorite foe, which conversely I do love because there's so many different reasons why you can hate a certain <laughs> creature type. It can be a vengeance quest. It can be straight fantasy racism. Uh, <laughs> I just don't like how many teeth they have. Uh, <laughs> there's so many reasons why you can hate a certain creature type, which Hector does. He hates humanoids, specifically orcs, in his thing. I, I like the idea that he just hates humanoids. That's funny, too. <laughs> All humanoids in general. If they're bipedal, hate them. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, you got the Swarm Keeper... Imagine trying to come up with a reason because you can make your swarm uh, any like a certain list of things trying to explain to people why you are surrounded by a bunch of oozes and why they're your best friends. But they're actually fey because canonically all the swarm keeper things are all fey. Challenge accepted. Exactly. There's so much you can do that you can do bees and it kind of makes sense. And now you're a beekeeper and it looks pretty cool. Can you imagine some guy with a big bow and a bunch of bees around him just pointing at you? That's intimidating to me. I think it would be also intimidating just to wear beekeeper suit. That's what I was about to say. I think that it would be even more terrifying because those things like are pretty scary. Especially, oh my god, the medieval beekeepers. Those are terrible. Oh my gosh! Medieval beekeepers are horrifying. If so, if that came at me with a bow surrounded by bees, I would pass out. Yeah. Uh, you could make them scary. You can make them silly and funny. They have little birds. Maybe they're kind of like a Jester Lavori type. And they're, or they're like Snow White with a bow. <laughs> Bunch of birds around them. Uh, and then you got the Drake Warden where you raise a little pet dragon. That one's kind of stuck in. But because of the different uh, dragons that came out now, you can have a lot more fun with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a dang pet ghost dragon or a pet, uh, what's it called? The, the Elder Brain Dragon. <laughs> the Jabberwock. Yeah, the, oh my gosh. I want a pet. Okay, wait. I I want a pet Jabberwock, please. <laughs> you can do the Horizon Walker subclass, which is where you're kind of like a guy that walks through the phases of the reality. You can the Horizon plane shift. Yeah, the Horizon, which is cool. Like I'm just a guy with a bow, and I know a, like magic, like Goodberry. But watch this. Like <laughs> there's a lot of options for Ranger now, but it does also still feel like they're stuck to I shoot things with bow. I think the question uh, is, do do the plane shifters make that noise when they plane shift? They better. <laughs> <laughs> they beatbox if you get a bunch of them happening at once. <laughs> the gate spell. <laughs> you can time it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm imagining uh, the um. Oh, what is it? That one meme from a while ago that was the dude who did the animated Thanos versus Dark Side, and it was the Thanos beatboxing. Oh yeah, you know about that? Yeah, it was. An they old all one. have was like one last level year. of bard. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Levi, what do you think about Rangers aesthetically? Perfectly middle. I have them at eight. Not perfectly middle, but mm-hmm. roughly perfectly middle. Okay. I have them at eight because I agree with what Jordan said, like right at the beginning, which is Ranger. I think of Aragorn. I think of mm-hmm. that kind of Ranger. I think that. They tried to do that, but just didn't do it enough, mm-hmm. uh, which I feel like they're doing more of that, again, with more of the stuff they're adding recently, but still overwhelmingly feel like they didn't do it enough. Yes, you can do a, a sword ambo ranger, but also, like, I think rangers should get a little bit more healing than they get. 
because rangers should be the class in my opinion that are the ones that don't do magic healing they do hands-on healing mm. like actual doctor healing because they're the ones that are like i know where all the medicines are out in the wild i know where the herbs are and stuff i know how to like they should have some feature where it's like they can concoct like they have a they have a they have a table and they can pick off of the table like something equal to like their proficiency bonus more survival based uh, stuff a number more of like things that they can make uh equal to their proficiency bonus and like one of them could be like uh herbal concoction which heals like uh d8 plus like something um just for a very like weak potion of healing type thing that you can make and you could do other things that are like you could make little poison bombs and things out of herbs that you stuff that's like you make things off of what you found more survivalist type stuff yeah mm -hmm. as the ranger the idea i get is someone who survives out in the wild that's mm -hmm. the aesthetic i feel like they're trying to push i feel like they don't push it far enough mm -hmm. I raise you a feature where once you complete a long rest with a ranger in your party, a, a number of creatures that you can see or however many creatures you choose up to your proficiency or perhaps up to your decks or something, uh, gain temporary hit points because yeah. of your survivalism I like <laughs> for the that. next I like day. That. Yeah, I like yeah that. that's good. Because like that way it's the, out of combat. Mm -hmm. The ranger knows how to survive out in the wild, so they give benefits to the people they're traveling with because they give them better survival conditions. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's that, great. I love something like that. That could be a whole subclass. You have detect poison working at all times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the like survivalist. The ranger. survivalist, yeah. Like yeah. The survivalist. But anyway, yeah, there's potential for sure. I think we can all agree there's potential. It's not been mm -hmm. fully capitalized on. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Jordan opened up with Ranger, so I'm going to tell you about the Rogue now. <laughs> How do you feel about the Rogue? Hate him. <laughs> <laughs> Thematically, I think you got two options. Edgy or Swashbuckler. <laughs> you got uh, Swashbuckler or you got Soul Knife. Mastermind, Inquisitor, Scout, Assassin, Thief. And while you can argue, oh, Inquisitor and Scout aren't really necessarily edgy. Maybe you just question things a lot. Guess what, bud? You still got sneak damage and you still have to make it work. So <laughs> how are you doing that? Huh? Are you just going to not hide? Guess what? Can't do that. Uh, <laughs> so because of sneak and because if you want the class to be not a commoner with a knife, you got to do sneak. So in order to do that, you have to be edgy unless you're Swashbuckler. <laughs> then you're a pirate. Not really. Actually, there is wiggle room for Swashbuckler and probably Swashbuckler alone. Mm -hmm. that, that's how I feel about them. <laughs> um, so let's see, Levi. Yeah, Levi, tell us what you think about the rogue. Yeah, I'm looking at it and I don't know why mine is where it is because I disagree with where I put it. Where'd I you think it? it should be lower. I have it at seven. Oh. I think it should be lower than it is, and I don't know why I put it there. It was multiple hours ago when I made this, so I don't mm -hmm. remember my logic and reasoning. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with Pertusa that it's pinholed. There's um, two options. There's two rogues. It's, it's pinholed into being... I like what Pertusa did, which was with his rogue, he started off as the edgy but not too edgy, not too edgy. He, he kind of like his backstory was the edge, 
but he was also secretly like a cultist pretty much. <laughs> but then he used that as his character growth and development and made his per- made his character a better person based off of those things. And he he pretty much like got over his phase. Yeah. <laughs> It was a phase, mom. It was. Right. Um, <laughs> what mom? Victor did not have parents. True. I was an orphan. <laughs> yes. Who would have guessed that? A rogue? An orphan? Can't believe it's already so, next week. I, <laughs> I like it when players overcome the aesthetic boundaries and do stuff like that. But that's also kind of part of the pigeonhole because it's like you can only do that because the pigeonhole is there and it's expected that a rogue will be edgy yeah in the first place uh so yeah i i really don't know why mine's seven <laughs> i like past <laughs> levi what what is wrong i that's one of those ones where um oh, it, it's on a it's on the player's shoulders to make it work it's not yeah. there's not wiggle room based on the class and the options is what we're saying, but what's Jordan think? Um, I'm gonna be a hypocrite. I like rogues because I like swashbucklers because I really, <laughs> really like pirates. Yeah. <laughs> I I like I like the idea of mouthy with a sword. Yeah. <laughs> Which is exactly what I'm playing in the next campaign. <laughs> they are not a pirate, they are a mobster, but what is a pirate if oh. not a boat mobster? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. So what is a rogue? Bobster. (laughs) A rogue is either a commoner with a knife or a bobster. That's what we've got today. (laughs) See, I was thinking uh, I was thinking that uh, the pirates call mobsters uh, a land pirate, like a lyrate. (laughs) So yeah, bobster or lyrate. But no, I really like rogues because uh, mainly because of Swashbuckler because I really really like pirates. Well, give it time. Give it time. Yeah. <laughs> no, you play it. What? I I I'm so excited to play Ren. You have no idea. Oh, Actually, yeah. I, no. I, Levi I probably that, does. But <laughs> I say that jokingly. My love for paladins has only increased after playing one for eleven <laughs> levels. So. I did not have a love of rogues before I went in to play my rogue. I was yeah, like, that might that might have been your problem. That might have been <laughs> true. Uh, I went in with like, no expectations and only got negative. Yeah. Oh. Oh well. Maybe maybe I'll play another subclass and come to love it someday. I just want like to ask. Uh, before we move on, what what yeah. time are we looking at? How I far along are we getting? Because it seems uh, like we've been over an hour. I think we might need to pick up the pace. We only we have three do. left. Mm-hmm. We're almost done. Rapid fire, let's go. Yes, they're they're casters, so it shouldn't take too long. I, I want to change my <laughs> list. Whoa. <laughs> I what? want to swap. Uh, th- this might wait. Who's introducing the next one? And what is the next one? I talked about rogue. So next is you, and we're talking about sorcerer. That's perfect. That's exactly <laughs> perfect. I want to swap sorcerer and rogue. My okay. sorcerer is at 12. And I don't know why sorcerer is at 12. <laughs> I don't know why I put I mean, maybe I was thinking that these two should have been in the opposite positions and for some reason swapped them in my brain. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> I think sorcerer should be higher up and rogue should be farther down. I don't know why sorcerer is where it is either. Maybe I was in mechanic mode and thinking that I was writing the mechanic one or something. I I don't know. Um, but sorcerers, I think, 
aesthetically are cool because it's like you can you can do a lot of things with a sorcerer but the idea that like what we something that happened in our campaign that we're playing uh last session we put not last session we played two sessions ago when we played was an npc died and got saved because a god intervened and they became a uh divine soul sorcerer they gained a level of divine soul sorcerer. that's cool that's mm. awesome i think the idea of like literally having magic infused into your being is aesthetically a cool thing that also goes into there's more than one way the magic can be infused to you what do you want mm -hmm. it to be is it because of your bloodline is it because someone had baby way back and now <laughs> you are that baby's great great grandbaby and so you have that blood in you is it because a god pitied your death and gave you some of their blood to revive you is it because um oh let me look let me i sorcerer wild magic is it because you had some freak accident and magic has literally been infused into your being in its most pure form and so now you're a wild magic sorcerer like they're cool i think the aesthetic's cool yeah jordan how do you feel about sorcerer i think sorcerers are all right i i'm more inclined towards the like magic infused in you like wild magic aberrant mind um mm -hmm. Clockwork Soul, that kind of thing. Oh, well, I don't know Clockwork. I like the aesthetic of Clockwork Soul because I really like steampunk. It, but it but cool like one. the <laughs> the kind of stuff like like Wild Magic and things like that. I think from a writing standpoint, pose more interesting things for backstories because like the stuff with the bloodline, as from a storytelling perspective, I would find that a little bit boring to write about. Mm -hmm. But I the the other stuff where it's like kind of a crazy random happenstance of just oh magic i think is cooler and that that would be more fun to write true i got my sorcerer for aesthetics at six so we're all pretty pretty mid we're all like a right on the middle or a little better than middle um they're for all the same reasons they're just there's a lot of room for whys and what's and how's for them like you can have freak accident you can have bloodline you could even have something like a rasputin or was it Rasputin? no who was it levi you'll know his your history guy Who's the guy? Is is a Roman emperor, I think, that slowly poisoned themselves so that way they build up an immunity to poisons. But then, when they wanted to die, they couldn't die because they tried to drink a poison. Oh, I the know. I can't Roberts? remember the name. No, <laughs> I can't remember the name, but I know you are right. I believe it's a Roman emperor. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, what's the name? Well, it wasn't Julius Caesar. <laughs> I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. Well, he wasn't poisoned. What? <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I think that he was just a little late on trying to immune. <laughs> I can't even finish the joke. But trying to become resistant to stab wounds. Yeah. <laughs> um, point is, I like the idea of even that one, which I didn't do for my current sorcerer because I wanted to get the multi-class to work. But I like the idea of like, yeah, I slowly fed myself some incredibly magical thing like a magic rock or magical mushrooms or something until it came to the point where i was so connected to magic i'm now a sorcerer what, what <laughs> the original concept for caiaphas that you had been paying <laughs> wild batteries for years <laughs> well it was gonna be that i ate my first one which got me hooked and that's how i got my other 19 levels of sorcerer <laughs> i don't know if we ever told levi about that 
I, I think we did. Or he did and he no, vetoed he it. Because okay. that was going to be the time. Oh, I didn't. I didn't like veto it outright. I just kind of changed what it was. It still kind of is what happened, just not as overtly like it's a battery. Well, that's <laughs> what I meant. The original idea was really stupid. We came up with it at like 3 a.m. Yeah, got, it got some refinery work, but I also love how silly it was. Doesn't match the character, but it does not. Well, because the the original tie-in was it was going to be tied to my Vivia two character, wasn't it? And there was yeah, going to yeah. be a point where he came back. He's like, "You did what?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's just a lot of opportunities for sorcerers and the what they become, like the clockwork. Normally, I don't like steampunk that much. I love because. Steampunk it's been so overdone when it happens. You know what I mean? Like there was the big phase where it was like, everyone loves steampunk. Steampunk is the thing. Not only that, but when steampunk is a thing, it's not like, oh, there's some steampunk elements. It's like steampunk threw up on the page. It's all (laughs) over. It's fine. It's cool. It's a cool aesthetic. I like it in moderation, which is why I love the Clockwork Soul Sorcerer because it's like you have equations floating around your head or your eyes look like a clock. It's not you're made of metal. Steam is coming out of your hat. <laughs> Reference. More forged. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's not like you have guns that uh, are actually shooting smaller guns that then shoot bullets. It's <laughs> whoa. In an Don't think that's cool because it's not. <laughs> uh, there's even an edgy sorcerer with the shadow magic. Um, and wild magic is just funny and cool and awesome, and everyone should do it all the time. Potted plant. <laughs> I'm waiting for Caiaphas to turn into a goddamn potted plant. Me too. <laughs> I wonder if it'll be like a potted plant that makes sense or if it'll be a metallic potted plant. It's oh, like a, a weird avant-garde sculpture yeah. that vaguely <laughs> resembles a plant. This was made of a recycled tractor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is made of our dear friend. Levi, you talk, yeah, you opened us on uh, Sorcerer. So yes. now, <laughs> Jordan, you get to tell us about your absolute favorite, the Warlock. I actually, I think warlocks actually rank pretty high on my list. I think they have a lot Impossible. of potential. No, I'm um, like, I'm 100% earnest. I actually dig the aesthetic of warlocks. Okay, Jordan, I, now you can say you're kidding. I'm not. Taren's not, he, Taren's <laughs> not behind you anymore. <laughs> no, he's in front of me. <laughs> Is he actually? No, he's not. Okay. <laughs> no, he's Dang upstairs. It. Too much gaslighting. <laughs> No, I I thought he was. (laughs) That was why I did it. (laughs) The watchers will get it. (laughs) They're fucking (laughs) the watchers with a thousand eyes. (laughs) So, oh, he didn't watch that one. That's right. We watched watched a guy who didn't like musicals, not Trevor Oregon with him. No. Anyway. Yeah, I do like the aesthetic of warlocks. I think that they like the rogue. They are the right amount of edge, and I think that you also have the potential for them not to be edgy if you don't want them to be. I I I also think that it's very it's a very interesting way to tie your character into the lore of the world, depending on what table you're playing at, and having them have that inherent relationship with a being that's part of the world. Yes, it's great integration. I think it's very interesting world building. Yeah. I agree. I got my warlock sitting exactly middle at seven. I think there's room. I don't think there's a lot of room. I think there's enough room. I think they're slightly dragged behind because of their mechanics. Because a lot of people min-max with warlocks. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people go for the strongest build, which usually ends up being like the same warlock you've seen 50 million times. Coffee lock. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the last subclass feature of Pact of the Fiend, though. It's one of the coolest things ever in the game. You know what mm-hmm. you do? What? You literally get so mad at someone that you send them to the Nine Hells. Oh, that's rad. And they take, like, a bunch of damage. And then on the next turn, they pop back out. Oh, that's right. Because didn't we compare it to when we read it that one time? Like, we compared it to that episode of SpongeBob where the yes. flying Dutchman rips open a hole and throws Squidward through. It's and Squidward really just screams cool. the entire I time. might have to rethink my Artificer Warlock build. It's, it's so <laughs> cool. Now, it's, it's fiendy, so it's, like, mm. it kind of has that evil tone. Yeah. You can try and make like a good fiend, which is also cool. Yeah. yeah that's Best fiends? Yeah. <laughs> the popular mobile game? We are not sponsored. No. We can um, be, but we're not. <laughs> Hit us up. You know our DMs, do you? <laughs> um, me and Lee. No, the, the DMs are right here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there's just. There's a, there's a cool thing that I think is really interesting about the Warlocks is that it's not like you're designing the moral compass on one character. You're designing it for almost two, mm-hmm. depending on how much leeway you have, because you're doing it for yourself and your patron. And it can be at odds. It can be aligned. It can, <laughs> it, if you're in a multi-class, it doesn't even matter. Like you can have complete ignorance where they're like, uh, it's like it's like the dang bagels uh, vine, I think it is, right? Or it's like the what is it? What is it? How's it go? The souls uh, of the innocent. What do you want for breakfast? The yeah. souls of the innocent. A bagel. A bagel. No, <laughs> two bagels. Two bagels. <laughs> you can do that if you're multiclassing and just be like, yeah, I have a warlock patron, and they make me think I'm crazy, but I just don't listen anymore because <laughs> now I'm uh, something else. They try to gaslight me. And I like I let them, but also it we're cool. <laughs> yeah, there's, and then there's all the people that talk about them being sugar babies. So you, if you table wands, <laughs> you have one of those kind of relationships with your warlock patron, and that's that's also fun. That can be cool and funny as well, because especially if like you do that, and then somehow the relationship goes on the rocks, could be hilarious. <laughs> you know what? Just because you spurned me, no more eldritch blast. What? <laughs> that happened. That happened in EXU. Did it? I, I one of I the one of the characters that she was uh, she pissed off her warlock patron, which was her sister, and so her sister pulled that same thing of like, you know what? No, if <laughs> if you apologize, you can have it back. And she pulled she pulled some shit like it, it was like a very elaborate like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, she apologized to another PC. Uh, this was this was opal uh <laughs> during exu she apologized to another pc to make the point that she wasn't going to apologize to her sister <laughs> wonderful it was very so funny. there's a lot of room for the character stuff but mechanically it's a little held back because it's two spell slots um and Ooh. and pretty much two cantrips <laughs> you got uh well not even two cantrips it's elders blast or hexblade mechanically <laughs> Unless you want to be feel cool. so bad that warlocks can't pass gas. <laughs> can't rip. I get that was out. was a bad pun. <laughs> Levi's not allowed on the podcast anymore. But anyways, my, my ranking for warlock. Yeah, now you get to tell us about warlock. Number two. Number two. They're under paladin for me. They are in the number two spot, which honestly you could probably consider number one because paladin is special to me mainly for the reasons you guys have already said but like amped up to the like 10th degree i really appreciate the one jordan talked about where it's like world building because the reason my D world existed 
was for me. It wasn't for my play. Initially, it wasn't for my players. It was me being like, I want to make a cool, awesome world that's cool and has cool fantasy things in it. And then, so obviously, now I make it so that we can play the game. But still, there's that part of me in there as a DM that's like, I love this world. It is my child. I love cool. Th- I love putting cool things in it. So when the player comes to me and is like, I want to be a warlock, I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> What do you want to do, my child? What What is your patron? Tell me what your patron is. And I've had a warlock in both my last two campaigns. And it's been so good. I love it so much because I love it when the players tie themselves to the world more, especially, no offense to Taryn, <laughs> but he made his kind of hard to act upon on the party. There was stuff that was going on behind the scenes in the story when you guys were doing stuff mm-hmm. that couldn't interact with you guys uh, because Terran's whole thing for being Warlock patron was the patron was a god of vengeance and he was like, yeah, go uh, kill this dude. And then Terran's character was like, you know what? I like him now. <laughs> um, and then he changed classes because his Warlock patron refused to be his patron anymore. TJ is being a warlock for the third campaign and oh boy i'm so much more excited for that one because that one's gonna be not sugar baby but it's gonna be like um definitely like worried mom i love that type warlock patron aesthetic where she's gonna pop in every once in a while and be like are you guys okay do you need anything yeah, is it, are you eating right? Do you need anything? Are you guys doing well? Why Have you, you guys gone me? to bed? Go to bed. <laughs> please just get get eight hours of sleep. Please. How late is it? It's one a.m. Why aren't you guys asleep? You're right? really exhausted. No more. No more drinking. Stop drinking for the night. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I'm excited to do that because I. <laughs> I think that's fine. I'm going to try not to run it into the ground. I'm going to try <laughs> not to run it into the ground. I do think it's funny. Uh, I also think that it can be kind of like, oh, that's kind of sweet without being like, oh, cringe. I think can, if you <laughs> yeah. don't, if you don't run it into the ground, it can be like, oh, a warlock patron. That's not some like flippant, uh, Bang. deity that doesn't care. And is just like, I'm just in this for you to do what I need. And it's <laughs> like, no, I actually care about you like as a, as a mortal and want you to succeed. Um, I like that kind of warlock aesthetic. Um, but also you don't have to have that kind of, that's, that's like a specific version of the warlock aesthetic. You can be many of the other things that you mentioned. Um, again, I do like the idea of virtues are proposed, but this is just from my heart as a love good guy thing is I like the idea of being like a, packed of uh, like the fathomless or like the fiend and being like but they're actually a good one <laughs> and uh, we're we are good people and we're like the only ones out of their entire group like all the other fiends are evil and they hate mine because he just tries to be a good person mm. i like that that's cool <laughs> that could be cool for sure of course that's all table and world provided because there's also yeah. going to be dms that might run exactly lore and they'll be like mm, mm-hmm. no or there might be DMs that Which are Which is why not. you're bad. Yeah. <laughs> DMs running complete homebrew lore that are like, mm, no. <laughs> Greek myth makes Oh, yeah, easy. that does exist. The, the Nyao does exist in Olympus. That is true. You did <laughs> make tip. that, and it is homebrew. It's not 
Tim. It's Tim. <laughs> I'm going to be real mad if it is Tim. <laughs> and this entire Why? time I've been saying it's not Tim. And at the end, Pertusit's going to be like, yeah, no, it was Tim. Pertusit, <laughs> it, please. They don't know who Tim is. They don't know. We're talking about Tim. They don't know. I will probably cut this part. <laughs> Speaking well, of cutting. Cutting? Do we have any more classes? Was that the end? We have one last oh, one. We, yep. we have and those. I get to go to end it all off. Yay. <laughs> I have the wizard as my number one for aesthetics. Oh, oh. Yeah. Talk about a climactic ending. Um, because there's not much that you have to worry about for fitting. There's no rage. There's no meta magic. There's no uh religion necessarily Money. you can do anything to explain why you're into magic as well as what kind of magic you're into and you can deviate from that and you can grow as a character to be like i did like ice but now i'm kind of all about charming people you can do anything and, and, and you have so many different magic options that you can do anything thematically with your character and it can work and it's really cool there's so many schools to choose from you can explain why you went to school you can explain why you didn't need to go to school you can be homeschooled you could be tutored uh you could have done it yourself you can be an old man you can be a caleb you can like cats uh you can be a bombastic wizard there's just so much you can do with the wizard and there's so little like story prerequisites you have to hit you know what i mean you don't have to be angry. You don't have to be holy. You can be those things, though, which is so cool. There's so little you have to do that there's so much you can do, which is why they're my number one. And they just have so many options as well that are all just barely different. So you're not switching wildly from something else to another, like Purple Dragon Knight to Samurai. You're just going to a different building, like you're going next door, next room over. So that's why they're my number one. Levi? They're my number three. Hey. So if you again, if you want to do the discount remove paladin from my list because I'm heavily biased too, they're number <laughs> two for me. Um, with her again, but I mean we agree on a lot of these things. Pretty much the exact same reason for me. I really love that anyone for any reason can be a wizard. And uh, I had something that I was going to say specifically, but I've actually lost it in transit. So. Yeah, I mean, I just, I pretty much just agree with everything you've said. <laughs> all right, Jordan, thoughts? Well, we're three for three. I think we're all in agreement. Uh, wizards are my number two. Hey, uh, I, I really like the the diversity and the 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 different ways that you can present your learning magic. Also, just because I'm a nerd, I hate J.K. Rowling, but Harry Potter is very near and dear to my heart, mm -hmm. and so it. I since I was a child, I have wanted to go to magic school and I love the magic school. <laughs> I, I love that you can have a character that goes to magic school. And so mm -hmm. that's that's a that's a big thing. Exciting. Yep, now even more, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I, I do like the the versatility of the flavor of wizard because I produce it's right. You can explain anything, it fits in every setting unless you run one of those crazy no magic settings yeah <laughs> it, it, it just it works and it's because if if fighter is the the bread and butter of player characters 
I think wizards are the bread and butter of lore. It's Dungeons and Dragons. There will always be wizards. I mm-hmm. So I think it just, it fits thematically with everything very, very well, no matter what you do. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Maybe we I... should make uh, we should make with all of our original ideas instead of wizards hiring us, we should make our own Dungeons and Dragons. It's gonna be Wizards and Wonders, and it's <laughs> W and W, Wawa. That's that's encroaching on Wawa ads recently. I hate those. <laughs> no, we can't call it that. Well, that's also encroaching. Uh, two W's is encroaching on World of Warcraft's territory, and that doesn't exist anymore anyway. They're owned by Blizzard. <laughs> no one will care. Um, no, I think we should make our own homebrew subclass for wizards and call it Wizard of the Coast, and then maybe they'll hire us. <laughs> I just think they will. Please. <laughs> oh, oh man. Well, yeah, that's our list right now. Jordan is flashing up on the screen graphics not... of each of our mechanic and aesthetic picks. I'm you can not. Pause and look. At... You can pause and look. Uh, here are the timestamps for each one. One hour, 40 minutes, and 57 seconds is per two sits. One hour, <laughs> 30 minutes, and 29 seconds is Jordan's. And 27 minutes and 32 seconds is Levi's. I really hope that you guys know how to use Illustrator to make these graphics that you're talking about. Uh, I think I know how to draw. No, no, that actually is a bad thing. I was trying to be a sarcastic, <laughs> but people think like I was being genuine. <laughs> I don't know how to draw either. Anyway, people, these guys <laughs> saw my my drawings before. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, we're probably we're running probably real long. Yes, that is. I hope you all enjoyed our list. Put in that music. Put in that funky classes. music. No, don't <laughs> cut me off. Don't cut me. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> This is Jordan from Nat One Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to, and we hope that you come back for more soon. If you'd like to keep up with the zany shenanigans of our lives and the different things that we do, you can find us on Twitter, TikTok, Spotify, YouTube, CastBox, and Anchor. We look forward to seeing you again soon. And hey, thanks. Thanks.